It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, do you feel that chilly, brisk wind entering into your bones? No, that is not the encroaching wrap of winter. It is a cold open for today's episode of Locked On Raptors. Sean Woodley here. How's it going? Uh, I just wanted to jump on before we get to the mailbag episode with Vivek and Katie from today with an update about the Louisville situation. Uh, since last we recorded, and since we recorded the mailbag yesterday afternoon, the Louisville uh, possibility for the Raptors seems to have been scrapped, and that is because the Raptors uh, stand for the right things and continue to be a very, very good and uh, encouraging organization to support. They, The players themselves, apparently, per report, uh, said that they don't want to play in Louisville because of the way they botched the Breonna Taylor murder and investigation and uh, lack of charges for the officers there. And frankly, that is a good thing. And I'm happy the Raptors don't have to go and play in Louisville. And I'm happy they exercise their power to say they're not doing that. And frankly, I hope Louisville's mismanagement of the Breonna Taylor situation and their blatant disregard for her life and they're just whacked out priorities. I hope that continues to foil their plans for expansion because they don't deserve a team if they can't they can't uh, offer basic safety and human rights to black people in that city. So uh, that is it for that. Just wanted to bring that update, considering that was the topic of yesterday's podcast. And I uh, hope you enjoy this one. Of course, we will be back again next week as well, continuing daily fun and uh, week of podcast we got on the horizon. We are going to have Robel, our pal, back to talk about the draft. Can't wait to have Robel back on. Dens from the OBGMs, a wonderful, wonderful man who have an album dropping next week, is going to drop by as well. And I think we're probably going to do a multi-part episode wherein we're going to relocate every American NBA team to Canada because Canada. Canada seems like the place that the NBA should be played next season. So we'll do a little fun exercise with that. It should be a good one. And I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you again next week, but not before you get to this wonderful mailbag podcast with Vivek and Katie. Enjoy. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot trying to miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 810 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, October the 23rd. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you're checking out the entirety of the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, we got all of the sports covered for you. If you're a football fan, we've got all of the matchups in week seven six whatever week it is in the nfl we've got the matchups covered for you and all the local shows uh baseball wise we've got locked on dodgers and locked on rays covering the world series wonderfully well as well so go and check those out for the scoop on what is a very very good baseball series that i'm sure one of today's guests is definitely watching uh on that note let's get to today's show on today's show we are doing a mailbag we got a bunch of uh we didn't get a ton of questions but we got some meaty questions that we'll dive into over the course of the next three segments questions about some former raptors who went on to glory uh about a certain big man on the market who maybe the raptors could potentially pursue nick nurse and his uh, forthcoming ep all of that stuff will be covered on today's show with our two guests the first one noted baseball lover noted person whose birthday it is on the day we are recording this podcast you're hearing it a day after it is katie heindel katie happy birthday thanks man um love a baseball baseball birthday <laughs> <laughs> thank you and talking to you so much on my birthday wow yeah, the trifecta <laughs> So, so sorry having to talk to me uh, on two different podcasts today. I tried to make it so that it didn't have to be the way you spent your birthday, but... Uh, Baseball came up both times, but that's did. okay. It did. Go listen to uh, Basketball. It's very good. Uh, <laughs> the other guest on today's show, uh, completing the uh, triumvirate that we've done a few of these ma- mailbags with since the start of the quarantine times, is our pal from the, the uh, brand new Manchester United podcast, Red Couch Manx, and uh, all over the place, Complex, all that stuff. It's Vivek Jacob. What's going on, pal? Hey, nothing much. Thank you for the plug. Uh, much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, dude. As we're trying I hate to get... Man, Man United, but I'm happy to plug your stuff. <laughs> you hate Man United, but you love uh, the Tottenham Hotspur. I do. And I do. I've been watching the All or Nothing documentary that is on Amazon Prime. And I have an important question for you. Okay, fire away. Content. Uh-huh. Can I answer uh, it too? Absolutely. This is this is this is for both of you. Uh, and again, extremely happy birthday to you, Katie. So oh, thank you, thank you. You Vivek already wished me a happy birthday. I gotta say before we started recording. Yes, yes. I just wanted it on the record as well. I know. Before, yeah. I've already people... wished Katie a happy birthday like four times today on different. I mean, keep it coming. So, I don't yeah. mind. <laughs> I just before people stir up some kind of controversy on exactly. the Twitter verse, like Vivek didn't wish her <laughs> madness. Um, but yeah, this episode, so, by the way, sorry to cut you off before we get to Tottenham talk. Uh, this episode <laughs> is as close chronologically in terms of order of episodes to Katie's birthday as it is to mine as well. So I'll accept happy birthdays as well. Uh, no, let's we'll hold on that. Yeah, we'll hold on that. No, no problem. Okay, uh, go ahead. Vivek. <laughs> I'll talk to you next week, Sean. We yeah, you will. For that. <laughs> will you talk to me on Monday, though? The actual day. Mm, move into I'll find a way. season i'll find a way too i'm a scorpio i'll slip in my way in there uh hey i'm a scorpio too hell yeah the what good sign <laughs> <laughs> now katie is trapped yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah to tottenham talk yeah. so <laughs> deli ali midfielder for the spurs uh-huh. was lying on the treatment table and asked 
a very important question to his teammates as he was getting treatment. Okay. And it was, how do you brush your teeth? Do you sort of rinse your mouth first and then put the paste on the brush and then brush? Do you rinse the paste on the brush and then just go in? Or is it no rinsing at all? What, what are the options here? Okay. <laughs> so my process is I will put toothpaste onto the brush. I will run it under the tap to moisten the toothpaste and the brush to allow for a, just like a better mouthfeel, I guess. Mm. I will brush and then I will floss afterwards and then I will do a mouthwash to get all the, the rest of the stuff out there. And when I say floss afterwards, I mean uh, sometimes I remember to floss, but if my dentist asks, I, I floss every day, of course. Duh. <laughs> what about you katie uh i got a electric toothbrush not too long ago mm -hmm. also a, a suggestion of my dentist um so i i slap the um i pick it up out of the stand i slap the top on i run it underwater first and then i put toothpaste on mm -hmm. uh, and then i'm just brushing i it's got a timer so it goes for two minutes mm. kind of zone out it like hums around kind of in my skull. It's a weird feeling. I'm still getting <laughs> used to. Um, I, I also floss as much as I should. I feel like I'm flossing maybe four or five times a week. Um, but usually I floss before I brush. Mm, interesting. That's yeah. weird because it feels like you're just going to brush all that stuff back into your no, teeth. No, well, my no. hygienist told me, suggested like floss before you brush because then once you brush, people are less inclined to floss because they feel like their teeth are clean. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But after I floss, I rinse my mouth out and then mm. I'll brush my teeth. Um, okay. And then I rinse my mouth out after I brush my teeth as well. Gotcha. Oh, I'm glad yeah. we started this podcast with a oral hygiene seminar. Uh, I mean, I, I thought I thought this was peak Sean content. <laughs> oh, it, it it definitely works. I thought uh, it was going to be like Deli Alley asking some sort of Raptors related question, well, but this first, works too. What about you, Vivek? And then how also does this? <laughs> how did this man reveal that he brushed? <laughs> so first off, he made clear to completely embarrass whoever said no rinsing. It was just paste straight away. Um, and I thought that was a job well done because I think whoever does that is a crazy person. And so for me, it's rinse first. Um, then I actually rinse my brush and I do a brush without any paste. Hmm. And then I apply the paste, obviously rinse a bit of that, uh, put some water on that paste and then I brush. And then I floss again, not consistently, not as consistently as my dentist would like. <laughs> and they're very condescending about it, of course, too. <laughs> You're not my mom. What are you saying to me right now? I will floss when I choose. And then I rinse my mouth and that's the end of that. But yeah, I, I have an electric toothbrush as well. And hmm. um, so, yeah, I try to keep the whole two minutes thing going. And I've kind of gotten into the, uh, into the habit of trying to knock off like five minutes of a podcast while I'm at it. So that way I don't feel like I just want to get out, out of there. <laughs> well, I certainly hope that podcast is either locked on Raptors or a uh, basketball. 
Sometimes it's just else. me listening to myself on Red Couch Max. Hey, that's also <laughs> a good strategy. Self-improvement, quality control. It works. I'm just whatever it takes to get those listens up right now, man. Hey, man, I feel you there for sure. Um, <laughs> well, that was a, a first segment. Uh, we're, gonna, <laughs> uh, we're going to dive into the mailbag. Uh, as I alluded to, some very good questions came in from the listeners. We'll get into those on the other side. But uh, first, I want to tell you all about Built Go, which, you know, after you've brushed your teeth and started your day, you're going to go out into the world. And at some point during the day, you're likely to hit a wall, whether it's physical or mental, you're sleepy, you didn't sleep well the night before, you had a hard morning, a stressful morning, and it gets to two o'clock and you're just like, oh my God, I am going to fall asleep on my desk. Well, guess what? Go is here for you to help break through that wall every single day. It's easy to take in 1.5 ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase if you're going to the office. If you're going golfing, you can put it in your bag for the back nine, or you can put it in your pocket to get through the rest of the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market right now. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. And they have three delicious flavors to choose from right now in peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. And how, you may be asking, does Built Go work so well? Well, Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast-absorbing, so it gets into your system fast. Plus, it's easy on your stomach. And Built Go is loaded with the good stuff to ignite your work. Beta out. B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. And then it kicks to keep you going strong as well with 10,000% of your daily percentage of B6 and B12 vitamins. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health as well. So this stuff literally makes you look and feel better. Go visit builtgo.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED to get 20% off of your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Let's go. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Katie, Vivek, let's dive into what we are here to do, which is the mailbag questions from the beautiful listeners who have sent them in. We've got some good ones to get to right now as I pull up the thing on my Twitter because I lost the page because I'm very bad at clicking around on tabs while doing a mailbag podcast. All right. First question here. This one comes from uh, at six dog. This is a two part question. Since Nick Nurse is a blossoming rock star, what would be the title and genre of his hypothetical EP? Also, if he could feature one raptor, past or present, on a song, which one would it be? Let's assume they're musically inclined. Uh, Katie, I will throw this one to you first. What would be the genre and hypothetical title of Nick Nurse's EP? We did this before. Did we? Yeah. Look, there's a lot of questions <laughs> that come in. I feel like we did, because didn't we say it would be kind of like talking heads this or did was that when we no, were talking about that like was the on whole... a basketball that was a totally different thing katie no that this was a question we got really? a question like this about what yeah like but i think it was like nick nurse's band with the raptors oh. but so this is nick nurse's solo project yes this am is am i yes. to mm-hmm. um you know honestly it's probably not going to be something i would want to listen to yeah, so yeah. i'm gonna say it's probably <sighs> 
Yeah, I'm leaning towards like Radiohead. <laughs> He's just playing all the different instruments on his own. Yeah. Yeah. But that no, you know what? To be fair, that might be like a couple albums down the road. You know, when he's like, I'm going to get experimental now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I feel like off the bat, it'll just be some type of folky. Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe he sort of follows the Sturgill Simpson bluegrass album, uh, you know, kind of motif. And I mean, I feel like this is obvious and I'll throw it to you, Vivek, for your answer too. But I, I feel like he's calling it box in one, probably. He's got sweaters with that on it that he's selling already. It just don't seems box like me out. don't box it's gonna be called <laughs> Don't Box Me Out and it'll be a sad. It'll be a lot of love songs. <laughs> love songs about uh, coaching basketball in England. Vivek, what is your answer to this question? I mean, I guess the genre would just be the same genre as the Arkells. So alternative. <laughs> but no rock, one can I say guess. what genre that is, honestly. <laughs> This is the thing I struggle with the most about that band. <laughs> no one knows what genre they are. They don't even know. It changes from album to album. Ah, I mean, Nick Nurse is a chameleon. I guess they, I guess they fall under alternative rock. I don't know, uh, but in terms of the album name, I think you've got that down, Pat Sean. Maybe, maybe something to do with Nomads as well, just because he's been all over the place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like, Nomad runs. Something about corn, like the the um, Iowa corn. Yeah, I like just something about corn as the name. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Uh, and then, in terms of a uh, Raptors player, past or present, he could feature on a song. Mm-hmm. Which one would you choose? Vivek, I'll throw this one to you first. Past or present that he would throw on a song. I mean, just to funk it up, I'm gonna say Master P. Oh yeah! <laughs> I mean, he's got he, he, he has a relationship with Demar, mm-hmm. and I'm sure Demar can sort of put in a good word for him. Demar might want his own feature on there too, which uh, I'm sure Nick will be more than happy to work in. So yeah, Master, Master P, P is my choice. He played preseason or summer league for the Raptors, or both. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was summer league. Yeah, I Although don't. Was know. there preseason in the late summer league in the late '90s? I'm not sure if that was a thing yet. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Maybe it was preseason. Yeah, it was, I think it, it was. was a... it rings a bell. I think it was preseason. Shout out to Master P. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an acceptable answer either way. Katie, what is your choice here? Um, Chris Bosch, because I know he's learning to play the guitar. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's also got a very deep and soulful voice as well. He does. I feel like he could do some good harmonies with uh, with Nurse. Yeah. I feel like he would be in line with whatever kind of strange album Nurse is putting out. He's from Texas. He's got the cowboy vibe. We saw that with that All Star Mm -hmm. ad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They'd work something together. Master P preseason, uh, eight (laughs) points he scored. Oh, beautiful. So, (laughs) so someone write a feature on that. One of you two write write a feature on that. That'd be good. (laughs) We'll get um, right on it. <laughs> I could see, uh, yeah, you mentioned the Texas-Iowa connection. The song that Chris Bosch features on is called Cattle Corn. Cattle Corn. Uh, <laughs> it could just be called Texas-Iowa Connection. <laughs> 
also would work totally well. Uh, my answer to this, uh, and just because I've been thinking about it today because Denver decided to call their arena the ball arena, I think we just have uh, like ad libs, like uh, like Quavo style ad libs from uh, Hato Turkaloo just saying ball after lines. Um, mm. Yeah, I think that would work. Uh, man, I, I'm, anytime Heck, I think Armstrong about and Hito should do a Christmas jingle together. Ooh, they should. They should. I mean, Jack's got the history with the Christmas stuff. Yeah, exactly. No stranger. Um, the only reporting I think I've ever done. <laughs> getting the story behind that thing. Um, anyway, uh, let's go to the next question here. Great question from Six Dog. Next question. Uh, let's go with a basketball question to balance this out a little bit. This one comes from a tool. He asks, is Christian Wood a good fit? For the Raptors, shoots the three well, rebounds for well for his thin frame, solid threat at the rim, only 25, good interior defense. These are all of the virtues that a tool is extolling about Christian Wood. Uh, Katie, Christian Wood, Raptors, what do you think? Sure. <laughs> I feel like I always have a soft spot for um, players that come from the Pistons and like maybe mm-hmm. weren't necessarily the greatest one stanley johnson um greg monroe you know like yep i feel like they always seem to get i mean i've been actually i've struck out a couple times in recent memory but they usually can kind of fit find a fit with toronto and get more time on the floor get more attention just like i don't know figure out a way with to make their their i was gonna say their lives work but that seems mean um to make it work (laughs) Uh, sure. But the more important thing is I need to just quickly Google Christian Wood smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you don't sound enthused. A shy. He's, he's kind of shy. <laughs> I don't hate it. Christian Wood smile. Sure. Oh, there's a very fun one. It's sort of a graphic image of him with the Motor City jersey on where he looks a little more... Uh, Almost uh, mischievous, but in a good way. Oh, we got him here flashing a peace sign beside Zion. I, I like his closed I like mouth that. smile. That's my it's go-to very... in photos as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got a very strong closed mouth smile. <laughs> I think right next to the Zion picture, I think is good. Although sometimes his eyes flare up when he does the the wide teeth smile, and it's a little bit jarring. But you yeah. can't help what your face does when you smile. No, I agree. It's it's overall a good smile, I think. Uh, a I'm a closed-mouth smile. smile guy, so I respect it. Mm-hmm. I find I have to be a closed-mouth smile guy, uh, you know, on account of me not flossing all that much. No, um, <laughs> it's because <laughs> it's, uh, it's like fat management. I have a large chin most of the time. I've grown a beard to help cover it up, but also I find a closed-mouth smile uh, limits the double chin element when it comes to pictures and stuff like that. So um, I know I should just embrace my double chins, but I'm self-conscious about it. So anyway, um, I like Christian Wood. He's good. I think he's probably going to make more money than the Raptors can afford to pay him, but you could do worse mm-hmm. as like a backup center behind Serge Ibaka. Uh, it also would be good for Christian Wood because he would not have to guard Pascal Siakam anymore, which we know uh, did not go terribly well in the Raptors matchups with the Pistons last year. Vivek, what say you on Christian Wood as a target for the Raptors? I think he's a good player. I think he'd be a good fit. He addresses some needs that the Raptors have, especially with the center position being in question right now. We don't know what's going to happen with Serge. We don't know what's going to happen with Mark. But 
I think the biggest issue is the fact that he's made, I think, close to $5 million in his first five years. So he'll be looking for a big payday. I don't think he'll want, uh, he'll, he'll even entertain a short-term contract. So is he the type of player that's worth sacrificing cap space for mm-hmm. 2021? And so for me, the answer is no to that question. So yeah, good player. I just, uh, in terms of the way the cap, going to look for 2021 i don't think he's someone that i would keep in mind I, I i think the odds are the raptors keep one of surge or mark and then maybe you address the backup center with uh, you know a one-year uh, mid-level <clears throat> yeah for whoever it ends up being <laughs> or if you get a uh, you know get someone on a veterans min for a year maybe that's another route that they take mm-hmm Terry so, Giles, man. It's yeah. Terry Giles. So I had I mean, Christian hey. Wood and his smile. Yeah. Uh, it's not it does work feel out for you. like his smile is going to get large because he really does feel as though, uh, like he's uh, the Knicks pay him 17 million a year ass player. Um, which would be good <laughs> for Christian Wood. I hope that happens. I guess the Pistons could also pay him as well, but maybe they have uh, their eyes on Fred Van Vliet and others that they would rather spend their enormous wad of cash on. Either way, Good question there on Christian Wood. We got a couple more questions to come, including one that got in under the bell from our pal Freddie Rivas about uh, strange things in the homes of various Toronto Raptors. So we'll get to that as well as a couple more questions on the other side. But first, I want to tell everybody about Locked on MLB. Great podcast. Uh, Paul Sullivan does a wonderful job. Call him Sully. He does a wonderful job covering the MLB on that podcast. Really thoughtful. Does some great deep dives on history and things like that, in addition to covering the games as they play out. So go check out Locked on MLB to uh, get you through the World Series, which is now almost over as you're listening to this, most likely. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked on. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, let's finish this thing off. We've got a couple more mailbag questions here to get to. Let's get to the one that just came into the bell from Freddie Revis. He asks, in an open gym episode, Patrick Patterson once showcased a Raptors skull in his coffee table. It was weird. What current Raptors have weird things in their homes, and what are they? Katie, I'll throw this one to you first. Mm, like, what do I know is in their homes? I don't know. Well, no, like, know. what do you imagine would be weird in their homes? <laughs> okay. Um, Norm probably has a lot of weird stuff for his dogs. I can say this as like a dog owner who's constantly just like, what is this thing? You just accumulate a lot of stuff. He also has like two small, cuter dogs. And I feel like the dog market is just completely geared toward dogs like that. I bet he's got a lot of outfits, um, like mismatched booties, uh, jackets, sweaters, 
weird little toys. Um, but what I would be more interested to know is, is if he's organized with that kind of stuff. Like, does mm. he have like different little crates, little baskets, you know, going? Are they like a some type of knit basket? We're talking a wicker basket? Is he going utilitarian Tupperware labeled? I don't know. But that's my guess for Norm. That's you can, a good guess. Yeah, I'm going to think imagine, more about other guys. I would imagine he's probably pretty clean. He keeps that fade pretty tight. He mm-hmm. you know, is a very well put together man. I feel like he's probably maybe even a little bit sort of overly obsessive about the cleanliness and the order of his many, many dog accessories. Uh, Vivek, do you have an answer for this question? Yes, my answer is Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Purely because... If I'm not mistaken, I believe he moved into Danny Green's uh, place. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming there's like some weird snake remnants (laughs) left all over the place. Maybe even a snake. Mm. And so, you know, I don't don't know what that situation is like for Rondé. But uh, yeah, that's going to be my guess. Danny last year would have taken this home in a landslide with his two snakes snakes uh, aren't weird get the stigma against snakes out of here <laughs> maybe not but snake people usually are hey yes. my brother is a snake people uh he's a very good snake people he, he it's like his job to be a snake person he's not well, he's kind of weird but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean also snake people would probably admit it and be like yeah like i think you have to own that yeah that's know? fair when Danny explained it, it made more sense for an NBA player to own a snake just because he was like, they're about as low maintenance as you get. Yeah. They you eat know, like you, once you a month. Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that type of thing. But especially yeah. a snake of the size of Danny Green's like that. Yeah. You give that one, you know, pretty amply sized rabbit a month. That's uh, it's doing all right. He had to get he had to get rid of his other snake, though. Jon Snow. Oh, no. Because. uh John Snow, I believe, was um because I forget what he was saying, but uh the snake didn't have good vision. And so oh, okay. when 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 they don't have good vision, they're a lot more defensive. And so oh, okay. it was yeah. just uh a little too wild. And so yeah. Danny was I, like, you know what? I need <laughs> I need I need these fingers. My dad once had a, 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 a python that he wasn't supposed to have and it once escaped his apartment and he never found it, which uh, sounds terrifying. Uh, R.I.P. Stan- Stanley. Uh, <laughs> and I believe Stanley too uh, met a demise as well that I won't talk about on air. Cause, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you. All right. Yeah. Um, either way, <laughs> I think my answer to this one is... Um, I could see like Pascal Siakam from his first ever like big time endorsement having like a fossilized champ witch just like sitting on the counter somewhere. Just like it's been there for a very, very long time. He hasn't touched it and it's gotten past the point of being like moldy and gross to where it's just kind of like solid and uh, just just existing. I don't know. Is that gross? Probably. Uh, mm. <laughs> it's like, just like a memento of his very first uh, big time endorsement with Jif and Smuckers. Um, that's not a good, not as good an answer of uh, creepy snake paraphernalia in the case of 
Rondell Hush Jefferson. But either way, uh, we move on. The next question comes from 40 and Dunking at Midlife Vertical asks, with Nate Bjorkman leaving the Raptors to coach the Pacers, who are the top ex-Raptors ever? Players or coaches who blossomed once they left the team. So like the reverse Hakeem Olajuwon, I think is what we're looking at here. People who were not so good on the Raptors then became awesome later on. He supplied some examples. I'm not going to spoil those examples because uh, we want to talk about them naturally on the podcast. Um, uh, Vivek, let's start with you. Who is you? Who goes down as your best ex Raptor of all time? Best ex Raptor of all time. Put the Lord. other way, the guy who you're most upset did not find such success on the Raptors. Huh. I mean, T Mac. That's the, that, I feel like that's the easy answer. He, he would have found success. He just needed to stay. Um, and would have been a lot of fun watching him and Vince together. So I mm-hmm. feel like that's the easy answer. Besides that, you know, it, it would have been nice for Bosch to stay, but I, I don't blame him considering what management looked at, uh, looked like at the time. So <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, he, he made the perfectly right decision for himself, but I would have loved to see Chris Bosch stay in Toronto for a while. Katie, do you have an answer for this one? Uh, Tracy McGrady is a good, is a good answer. I think it's a good, like sensible answer. My heart's answer is kind of like PJ Tucker. Mm, that's a good one. Um, though I would argue like he's, I think in his career, like he's so, he, he's like a, he's like a stable guy. Like his role is to be like the stability on court. You know what I mean? And I think like mm-hmm. he is that he still is that in Houston and he got to really like play it up. I think in Toronto, cause they needed that kind of enforcer at that time. But he, I guess has really, I mean, he just has like a bigger spotlight on him now, you know, he's mm-hmm. got like a bigger platform. He's like Harden's right-hand man. He like really seems to relish that role. Um, and he's just like every, I feel like every time I see his, social media he's just like in a bathtub with like shoes or like like filled with shoes the tub (laughs) is i mean or like he's on a boat like topless enjoying himself uh he's just like living a wonderful life Uh, and it seems to have come after the raptors but i feel it was kind of inevitable no matter where he went but i'm Mm -hmm. happy for him but i do wish he could have had that here probably less topless on a boat uh if he stayed here yeah, totally fair. Uh, I think my answer, I mean, T-Mac is the obvious easy one. I think because T-Mac never went on to like crazy success and had a lot of injury issues and never got past the second round, I'm a little less bitter about that one than I could have been. Um, one that I, it, it might be a little bit against the spirit of the question because he was objectively better, at least numbers wise, with the Raptors, but went on to play for cooler teams and cooler situations after he left is Damon Stoudemire. Like those Blazers teams rule mm. shouts to sheed shouts to bonzi wells like they were amazing super fun went to you know deep into the playoffs and it wasn't the same mighty mouse like 20 and 8 level player that Damon sotomayor was with the raptors but he did get to flourish team wise with those very cool blazers team and in, in, in the way that he did not get to with the Raptors. So I think that's my answer. Um, would have been cool to see Davis Stoudemire be the point guard of a cool and fun and likable team, which uh, the early Raptors certainly were not. Uh, I like more... that we were able yeah. to get a, a, a Sheed shout out on Katie's birthday. <laughs> of course. That's all we're that's here to do. Very well done. And, <laughs> uh, and just, I think on the note of your sort of, you know, what if scenario with Damon Stoudemire, 
I think it, w- it would have been cool if sort of that trade with Vince never goes down. And, you know, there's been some stuff about how Vince sort of changed his mind and wanted to stay. And Babcock was kind of hard headed about saying, no, okay, mm-hmm. we're going done. through with this. Yeah. We must get Aaron and Eric Williams. We simply must. So, you know, if, if Vince would have really uh, had a chance to play with Chris Bosch fully invested, I think that would have been cool to watch too. Yeah, for sure. I think that's, uh, I mean, you get Chris Bosch and Vince playing together, and then you also uh, don't use the eighth pick on Hoffa Arujo, and instead you take Andre Iguodala. Then, baby, you're cooking. And you still get the Jalen Rose quotes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Although trading Danielle Marshall, uh, never going to be super. I don't know. They got Danielle and Jalen in the same yeah. trade. Disregard yeah. that. I'm wrong. Oh, that my God. That could have been a very fun team. That team would have been monstrous. Bosch and Danielle? <laughs> Jalen? Vince? Iguodala playing point? Oh, oof, baby. It's <laughs> good stuff. Do you know what's a fun thing, though, I'll just say, is that, mm-hmm. like, it wasn't, like, I'd say it was kind of difficult to come up with this because I feel like the Raptors do the inverse, right? Like, guys yeah. usually have a better career when they come to Toronto. Which mm. is yeah. Very like, nice. Bismack Biombo would be the inverse of this question, right? Like, Well, so yeah, so many other then... guys. Like, so yeah. many players, right? Who, like, whether you want to say, you know, like someone like Pascal or Fred, like, we don't know because they, they – we saw them kind of like do this with the Raptors, but would they have been looked over or like, OG, you know, like he mm-hmm. in his draft year, like probably was going to be looked over because of injury, but like, you know, the Raptors. Kyle Lowry. Yeah, Kyle's Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like the p- kind of perfect example and is now just like the most important player in the franchise's history. So I think there's something to be said for that. I feel like that's pretty rare in terms mm-hmm. of like luck of whether you want to call that luck of teams or kind of like the propulsive like gravity the team itself like puts on the players that come come to it i don't know it's nice though we're lucky yeah it's it's damn good i think it speaks to the place the franchise is in now where there aren't any recent examples of this that even come to mind even a little bit it's nice it's uh (laughs) things are so much different now than they were back (laughs) in the day as it turns out um That, I think, is going to be the end of today's podcast. Uh, thank you to all of those who sent in questions. Sorry if we didn't get to your question. Just ran out of a little bit of time here at the end. But we'll shoehorn your questions in on later episodes. Uh, and uh, this was lovely. Katie, Vivek, thanks for coming on. Vivek, do you have anything you want to plug? Yes, please listen to Red Couch Manx. It's my Manchester United podcast with my buddy Carl. And we have episodes after every match where we'll be reacting to it. And the next one's Chelsea on Saturday, which should be a fun one. So definitely look forward to that. Uh, On the basketball side of things, I will be talking to Danny Green later today. And so um, you can look forward to a story on that for Complex in the near future. Besides that, happy birthday, Katie. Uh, Katie, anything Thank you want to you. plug on uh, your birthday, even though this is being heard on October the 23rd? Mm, I just want to, I guess then in that case, I'll plug everyone uh, who extended their warm birthday wishes. Thank you. It was very nice. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, make sure you're checking out Dishes and Dimes and basketball news and uh, oh, basketball yes. feelings Thanks, and all of the other things that Katie does <laughs> oh so well. 
on basketball internet. Uh, you can find me at Woodley Sean. Subscribe to rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcast. It's much appreciated. Go listen to uh, Basketball, my podcast with Katie as well. We had a new episode that you will have heard or it's up by now. By the time you're hearing this, go listen to that. It was one of our more fun ones, episode, fun episodes ever. And we talked a lot about Nick Nurse in it. So that was good. And uh, that'll do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will talk to you again on uh, Monday, my birthday, baby, with another episode of Lockdown Raptors. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 